as entrepreneurs, we have the unique opportunity to not only advertise our products on social media, but also connect with people in an individual level, um, which is really important for the sales process. People buy from people they like and trust. Welcome to Level Up Your Course, where we pull back the curtain on what it takes to create learning that transforms lives. You will hear stories from business owners like you who share their success and their struggles. This is not where you come to hear passive income myths, friend. This is where you learn the truth about building a profitable learning platform. I am your host, Janelle Allen, and this is today's episode. What's up, everyone? It is Janelle. Today, I am joined by Andrea Jones, social media strategist and course creator. Andrea is here to talk about her course and also how to be strategic with social media. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thanks, Janelle. I am so happy to be here. I'm really excited to chat with you because, you know, I was looking over my guest list and I don't think I've ever had anyone on to talk about social media. So I think it's going to be a great conversation. So we have a tradition on the show. We kick things off with the rapid five. Five quick questions to help listeners get to know you. Are you ready? Yes, ready. (laughs) First one is an easy one. What did you have for breakfast? I had a biscuit for breakfast. Okay. Just a plain biscuit? Yeah, I buy them pre-made so that I don't skip breakfast. Otherwise, I won't eat anything. Yeah, I definitely get it. All right. Number two, what's the last movie you saw? Oh, that's a good one. I've been watching a lot of shows on Netflix lately, but no movies. Oh, Home Alone. I watched a rerun of Home Alone. <laughs> um, Christmas time, getting in the Christmas spirit. It's a classic, you know? It's a Christmas classic. You're right. I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Number three, this is a serious question. So I want you to prepare yourself. The zombie apocalypse has hit and you have six minutes to grab three essential items that you will carry with you throughout this time. What do you pick? Okay, I like this question because I always joke with my friends that I'm going to be the first one to die. I already know that. I will sacrifice myself for the good of the group. (laughs) If I had to grab something, the first thing I would grab is a weapon. And I'd probably pick something like a knife or something like that that I can like strap to myself. A gun would require bullets that you have to, you know, find more bullets or something like that. And I don't even have a gun. So I would grab a knife first. Um, Then I would grab some sort of like, wait, does a backpack count? Can I have a backpack to carry these things? Yeah, (laughs) you can do that. But that's one of your three. Okay. So then I'd have to have a backpack to carry things. And then I would grab a food item, probably like granola bars or, or something like that that I could eat while I'm running away from the zombies because <laughs> oh. nourishment is important. That is true. That is true. You can't kill zombies if you're hungry. All right. <laughs> I feel like this should turn into like a Snickers commercial. Like, <laughs> grab a Snickers. <laughs> That's true. Maybe, maybe I'll pitch them on that. That is a good idea. All right. Number four, what is your favorite city? I love London and I've been there twice now. I think I like it because it's so far away and I've romanticized it in my head. I'm sure if I lived there, I wouldn't like it as much. But I just find that there's a lot of really nice, like mature people. There's like 
I find no offense to my fellow Americans, but we can get a little wild and crazy. They're a little more subdued. I don't know. I, I just, I love that city. I love traveling there. I love eating. I love drinking. And like Paris is so close. And yeah. Okay. I would pick London. Nice. I think you're the first person to ever say that. So yeah, that's cool. They're going through a difficult time right now, but uh, we're not going to yeah. talk about <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm focusing on the positive. <laughs> All right. Number five, what is the hardest lesson you have learned as an entrepreneur so far? I would say the hardest thing I've learned is to trust myself um, in the decisions that I make as an entrepreneur. I think that the space that we're in can be very loud and there's a lot of varying opinions and not saying that anyone's right or wrong, but I think sometimes those varying opinions can get distracting. And sometimes as an entrepreneur, we have to just learn to trust ourselves and trust our gut and go with that decision because usually those decisions turn out to be the best ones. Yeah. I love that. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we got to chatting before we started the interview. And so I know the answer to this question. But for the listeners, where are you from? I'm from Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. <laughs> and you're currently living in Niagara Falls, correct? Yes, on the Canadian side. Okay. I was going to so, so when you said London, because I knew, I was like, London, Ontario or London, UK? But you answered that question. Okay, so Atlanta to Niagara Falls on the Canadian side. So tell us more about your business journey. How did you get to this place where you are, Andrea, the social media strategist? Yes, and actually my journey from Atlanta to Niagara is part of that. I met my husband online. We were working on YouTube videos at the time. Yes, I was a YouTube nerd. <laughs> and we met, we collaborated on a video, we kept talking, and then you know, we fell in love. And so romance is why I got to move, pick up everything and move to Canada. Now with that move, I had the opportunity to find a traditional job. At the time I was working in the spa industry and management, I managed a few different spas in the Atlanta area. So I could continue on in spa management, or I could start working on this thing that I love, which is social media. And so I took the opportunity of kind of uprooting my life as an opportunity to try some things out. Um, I'm blessed and thankful that my husband at the time had a really great job. So I had the space to test things and see what worked for me. But that move really was the catalyst to starting my entrepreneurial journey. I don't think if I had moved, I would have tried anything. When I was working in the spa industry, I had a, a few friends and family that I was doing social media for. I was just creating content and almost consulting for them. And so I was doing that as like my side hustle at the time when I was working in the spa industry. But I, I don't think I would have ever decided to make it a full-time business had I not moved. Really? Yeah. What was it about moving that was the impetus for that? I think moving was just such a clear, like, you know, turning to another chapter in my life. It was a clear moment for that. And like I said, I was really lucky because I had the support of my husband. And I do emphasize that to other entrepreneurs and course creators because there is a lot of people who have made it because they either, you know, they saved up a lot of money to yeah. kind of get things started or they had the support of a spouse or a family member. And so that, you know, I don't want to um, diminish that part of it because it was invaluable to me getting started. And <laughs> since then, my husband um, actually quit his job to work with me in social media. And he worked with me for 
a few years, he didn't like it. (laughs) And now he's an author pursuing his own career. So it also was a catalyst to both of us doing things that we enjoy and that we like doing. And having that, it's not glamorous. So when I first moved here, we lived in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Toronto is in a huge multicultural city. It's very expensive. And so when we both decided to become entrepreneurs, we moved to Niagara Falls because it's much more affordable. And it's not that far. Exactly. It's like an hour and a half drive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we actually live quite a bit, like about 20 minutes outside of Niagara Falls in a small town called Fort Erie. It's very sleepy. It's very much a retirement (laughs) community. It's not glamorous. (laughs) But we did what we had to, to make it work. I think that's what it's all about. I mean, you said a lot of great things there. And that last point of doing what you need to do to make it work. You know, if it's a priority for you, you will make the changes that you need to. But I also love that you didn't diminish the fact that you did have your husband's support. And because we don't often hear that side, you know, and that's something that's really near and dear to my heart is we hear all of uh, a lot of conversation about passive income and, you know, just create a course, you can do it. But everyone doesn't disclose the amount of support that they might have had to get started. And it's a very different journey if you don't have that support and you are truly bootstrapping and maybe you have kids or a sick parent or God knows what, you know. So I love that you were very upfront with that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I think it's an important conversation to have. Because like you said, there are quite a few entrepreneurs out there who, you know, it looks shiny and glamorous on the outside, but it's rare to get a glimpse on the inside of how things actually work. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned kids as well. We don't have kids. We don't plan on having kids. And I think that's also a huge part of why we can take some of the risks yeah. that we're taking. Um, there's only two of us and our two dogs. So <laughs> life looks a little different than some other entrepreneurs' lives may look. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So social media. So I purposefully did not prepare a lot of questions in advance because I have a love-hate relationship with social media. (laughs) I have to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm really anxious to hear your thoughts. So let's start from the top. How can social media add value to your business? Yes. So the unique thing about social media is that as a business owner, specifically in the digital space, you have the unique opportunity to connect with an individual who would potentially purchase your project or your course or whatever it is you're selling. And that's on an individual basis. Um, It's not like the traditional forms of marketing, like radio ads or television ads or billboards or flyers, where you just kind of throw it up and hope someone sees it. It's very much individualized and one-to-one. And so as entrepreneurs, we have the unique opportunity to not only advertise our products on social media, but also connect with people in an individual level, um, which is really important for the sales process. People buy from people they like and trust. And so you use social media as a tool to kind of build that like and trust factor. And there's nothing wrong with having a love-hate relationship with social media. That's actually a topic that I'm exploring within my own community right now, because it is so charged right now, both politically, culturally, socially, there's a lot of heated conversations and um, some negativity surrounding social media. 
And then on the flip side as entrepreneurs, there's an overwhelming aspect to social social media. We feel overwhelmed because there's so many different platforms. There's so many different options. There's a lot of gurus out there saying, oh, you should be on Pinterest. Oh, no, you should be on Instagram. You should be on LinkedIn. You should do all the things. (laughs) And it can feel you know, overwhelming and all of those things. So one of the things that I really like to hone in on is that social media is a tool and you can have a toolbox full of tools, but you don't have to use all of those tools all at once. You can use the tool that works for you in the moment. Yeah. Use the right tool for the job. I love that. I think you hit the nail on the head for me is just the overwhelm. Well, for me, so I'm being completely honest. I'm putting it all out there for anyone who's followed me on social media profiles. There's part of the overwhelm, and I think a lot of people might resonate with this, where you feel like you have to be everywhere. But the other part of overwhelm is you almost feel as if you have to share constantly. So let's talk about that. How do you overcome that? Because for me, Like Twitter is my platform of choice. I love Twitter. You know, I don't have to think about it. I'm just tweeting and and sharing. And sometimes I schedule some tweets. But other platforms, it feels like if I'm on Facebook, which is not my platform of choice, or Instagram, I'm always struggling. Like, okay, I got to think about what am I going to share? What am I going to share? Which is very hard for someone like me. I'm, I'm a private person. I don't share a lot of content of my personal life. So how do you manage that? How do you manage that feeling that you constantly have to be sharing? Yeah, there is a lot to that um, because it's it's a bit of a uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see everyone else sharing their personal stories and we feel like we should share ours. I don't think you necessarily have to get too personal on social media. You can be personalized, but you don't have to share you know, your personal life. Um, and, and what I mean by that is If you are creating your courses and you see uh, questions consistently pop up, then you can use social media to leverage that. So that's a personal approach to something that you can share on social media. Or uh, alternatively, you can use images as a way to share personality. Um, So for instance, you can share an image of yourself. The caption doesn't have to be, you know, today I put up a Christmas tree. The caption can be more of a story about how putting up the Christmas tree was similar to building your course. You put first laid down the foundation and then you added the branches, whatever. I have a fake tree, obviously. And then you you add on the ornaments, whatever it is. You can create a story out of that. That's not telling you about, you know, an argument you had with your partner as you're putting up the tree. You don't have to go into detail that way, but you can use your personal life as a a leverage point to share personalized stories. All right, Andrea, I'm going to trust you. (laughs) So let's talk about time. You know, I think that uh, for me, another challenge has been just the time. What are some best practices or advice that you have for just managing social media on top of everything else? And then I want to talk about getting intentional about the channels that you choose. But let's talk about time management first. Okay, sure. So I like to think of social media as another part of your business that you could potentially outsource. And it depends on your personal taste of preferences. So for me, I'm not a great bookkeeper. So when I first started, I was doing my own books, but eventually I'd want to outsource that, right? So social media is the same way. You can 
do what you need to do in the beginning to get things going with the idea of outsourcing it if it's not for you. If it is free, if you love it, like I love social media, I will outsource other aspects like bookkeeping. So it depends on your preference. Let's assume that you want to eventually outsource it. As far as time management goes, one thing I would highly, highly suggest for entrepreneurs, course creators, service-based businesses, anyone really, is to set aside one hour a week for content creation. This is writing your social media posts, putting together some graphics or finding a stock image or something like that. It should take you an hour. If it's taking you longer than an hour, you may have too much content that you're posting on social media. And the reason that I only want you to take an hour is because an hour is manageable. We can set aside an hour for our social media marketing because like we mentioned earlier, it's an important avenue of connecting with people. But that posting portion is just part of it. That hour to create that content is just part of it. Outside of that hour, I'd like you to spend another hour that week connecting. And I want you to space it out throughout the day. So 10, 20 minutes a day, logging into Twitter, like you love Twitter, it probably feels very easy for you. Log into Twitter, spend 10 minutes finding someone new to connect with. Someone new, someone you already are connected with. And seeing how you can either start a conversation with them or just give back to them in some way. It could be as simple as liking a tweet. It could be retweeting it. It could be replying. It could be following them. All of those actions are showing interest in that other person first. And this is someone who could potentially either be in your course or collaborate with you on a project, or you could just be a great connection that you can refer other people to. Um, But all of these things are how you build your network on social media. And it's very similar to networking in real life. So I don't want you to spend a ton of time on it. And that hour a week and then the 10 to 20 minutes a day will get you to the place where you can eventually outsource it to someone who will spend much more time than that. And that hour and 10 minutes every day will really help you identify what's working and what's not so that when you do outsource it, you have some sort of leveraged idea of what that other person that you're outsourcing it to can can bring to the table, what you've already done and combine those two for magic. Yeah, that makes sense. Outsourcing is really powerful. So I definitely see the value in that. Once you get to that place, it just opens up so much more time and allows you to focus. So I want to talk about social media for course creators. I know that you have a course and we're going to get to that in a moment. But how can course creators leverage social media? I think it's a really powerful tool to give someone a taste of what it's like to work with you. So I like to relate this to the little samples in the grocery store. You know, they have those little guys or gals out front with the little cheese and you're like, oh, I should try it. And then you find yourself buying a few slabs of cheese. Is that just me? I don't know. (laughs) But uh (laughs) Social media gives you an opportunity to give someone a sample of what it's like before they give you money. So you can use these tools to showcase elements of your courses or even just showcase what your knowledge is and build trust up. Now, you don't have to be on all of the platforms. I do recommend picking one. So for you, Janelle, if you like Twitter... I would say stick with Twitter. If you feel uncomfortable, you know, branching out to Facebook or Instagram, then I think that's fine. Maybe at some point in the future, you can consider layering in an Instagram 
if you have an inclination to try it out or something like that. But definitely just pick one platform to start on. There's millions of people on these platforms. So I'm sure you have plenty to keep you busy. And so as a course creator, you choose one platform and then take that hour, schedule out content, make sure it's a it's a balance. So you don't want all of your content to be promoting your courses. You'd want some content to be just sharing knowledge in the form of tips or tutorials. Um, you can also ask questions of your audience to get a sense of where they are just to start conversation. You can share inspirational quotes. And then you can mix in some promotional items. And when you're promoting, I would consider the pathway to the course. Um, So oftentimes people don't log on and go, I hope I see a post for a course (laughs) that I want to buy. So think about having a, a bit of a sales funnel there. So whether it's a lead magnet or a webinar or maybe a free course like I have, have something that that's an entry point for that person into your world that really gives value and then builds up that trust uh, so that they can eventually buy your course down the road. Yeah, I definitely want to come back and talk about sales funnels in the bonus segment. For now, though, let's talk about Savvy Social School. So you have a course that is all about social media. Who is it for? And can you give us an overview of what the course is about? Yes. So I started the Savvy Social School actually as a single course called Visually Savvy. And it was for entrepreneurs, service-based businesses, course creators who wanted to create a graphic for social media. They didn't know how. They don't know Photoshop. They didn't know all of those technical tools. So I created a course to show them how and to systemize it so that it would save them time. So that hour a day I talk about scheduling, I teach how to do that so that it's a system so it doesn't take you too much time. Yeah. That evolved into several courses about systems for Instagram and LinkedIn and all of those things. So I bundled it up into a membership program. The membership program really helps entrepreneurs who are feeling overwhelmed. They're feeling like it's taking too much time. They're not seeing any leads come in the door from Mm -hmm. social media, which is very important. Um, And so my program really teaches people how to go from you know, nothing on social media, nobody's engaging with your posts, no leads are coming in to getting to a place where if you know you post something, you know you'll get an email sign up or two, you know you'll get a comment, a few comments, five comments, you know you can start a conversation because you've built it up in a, in a way that makes sense for you and for your business and takes away that overwhelming feeling. You talked about, you know, what the course is about or the membership program. It started off as a course. What is the goal for people going through your membership site? Where are they coming in and where are you trying to get them to? Usually members who come in have created a handful of social media profiles. They don't know what to do with them. So my goal at the end is to give them a solid plan so that they can have a system to creating content on social media and to building an audience of people who will potentially buy from them, not an audience of people who are just there for fun. Yeah. This is our livelihood. This is our business. This is how we make money. So my goal is to help you build that audience so that you can make money from it. So give us a peek inside your membership program or your membership site. What would I see if I joined today? Yeah. So like I said, there's quite a few courses, which is the base of the membership site. The courses will give you, like I said, a walkthrough of what you should be doing on specific platforms, but also what you should be doing overall as a social media strategy. 
Outside of the courses, I do have a lot of bonus material. So one of my favorite parts of the membership is the done for you posts. Yeah. So I have quotes, I have tips, captions, things that will help streamline that process. I really want to make it simple because course creators are spending more than an hour creating content. That's just cannibalizing time that they they could be using to, you know, complete their courses or, you know, set up their webinars or whatever it is. So I really want social media to be as streamlined as possible. There's also a forum element, um, which I really like to build that sense of community. And also because social media is always changing, I want to help my members stay up to date with some of the changes that happen. Um, And then there's other things like we have monthly experts come in and give talks on subjects that really uh, align well with social media like SEO or lead magnets or that sort of thing. And then we also have um, regular office hours where I will hop on Zoom. And we can just talk through any issues or challenges or news that's happening in social media that will really help the members just understand social media better. Yeah. So speaking of challenges, what are some challenges that you see your members experience over and over again? And how do you help them through that? I think a really big challenge right now is that there is a lot of noise on social media. Yeah. There's a lot of similar businesses as well. So one of the things that I have that really helps members to kind of stand out a little bit is a process for identifying what makes them different. And it doesn't have to be huge. And usually it's combining two different things. So I'll give an example that I like to give is like, if you are a yoga instructor, but you also have a podcast, that makes you a little bit different. So it's not, you're not just speaking to yogis. You're not just speaking to podcasters you have kind of an overlap in those two industries that you can leverage and and set yourself apart a little bit. So I think that's one of the challenges right now is it's it's not something that I can just tell people what to do, which is why the the forum aspect and the calls can really help. Mm -hmm. I definitely guide members into figuring it out for themselves and figuring out what makes them a little bit different, what's their angle and how that helps um, increase their connections on social media. Yeah. So I want to come back to what you said about social media, like the analogy of a toolbox and that Mm -hmm. it's about using the right tool for the job. That's something that a lot of people struggle with. And I know when I first started out, I was trying to be in a lot of places. And then gradually for me, as I learned more about my my audience and where they were actually hanging out, I was able to be more strategic about it, which, (laughs) which helped me as well not to feel overwhelmed. But For people starting out who are trying to start a YouTube channel and be on Facebook and do Instagram and be on Twitter and just all of these places, how do you determine which channel you should focus on? Because one of the things that I tell people all the time, which it sounds like you do as well, is don't try to be everywhere. Focus on one channel, maybe two, get some traction. But I realized that for some people, they don't know how to make that choice. So what's your advice there? Yeah, I think it's a lot easier now than it was five years ago because a lot of people are already using social media in some form. So if you find yourself naturally using it already, I would start with whatever platform you're using. So for a lot of people right now, it's Facebook. So if you're a heavy Facebook user, then you may want to start leveraging something like Facebook groups as a way to connect with people. But if you're not on social media at all and you just want to start somewhere, I would start evaluating what you can bring to the table. So if you are image heavy, 
like you have a lot of images or graphics, then considering a platform like Instagram or Pinterest could be interesting for you. If you create regular content in the form of a blog post or a podcast or a video, then I recommend a platform like Facebook or Twitter and then Pinterest as well for that down the road. It kind of depends on where you are right now. There are the major players, obviously, things like Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, So it does depend a little bit on your own preferences. So where do you like to spend time? But also what kind of content you already create or planning on creating, because chances are your audience is on one of those five platforms. And you can start with pretty much any of them to kind of build up a foundation for your strategy. Yeah. You know, just to add to that, I think there's also something about figuring out where your audience is at. And for me, each segment of my audience prefers a different platform. So my high value consulting clients are usually on Twitter, but I've noticed that they're not really on Instagram. They're not really on Facebook. And that was really eye-opening for me when I started digging deeper and seeing where each segment in my audience is hanging out. So I think, you know, if there's a takeaway there, that could be also something that helps people to make that decision. Yes, definitely. And and especially things like if you are a course creator who makes courses for other business owners, something like LinkedIn is a really excellent platform for that. Yeah. Um, So there is an element to figuring out where your audience is. But I would also challenge that and say, for the most part, you can find your audience members on any platform. Those are the kinds of things that I teach in my courses is how to find them on any platform. When they're there, you just not may not be looking in the places that you think you should or where they think they should be hanging out or something like that. But yeah, I think that there's some overlap there. And I think for you, because you're so interested just naturally in Twitter, that may be the reason why that you're, you're finding the right people on that platform. Yeah, I think it's a combination. I can think of at least five people who I have worked with who are not on Facebook, are very active on Twitter. So I think it's, it's just knowing your audience. And it's also, a, you know, something that I think we're talking around is there's a research aspect to this. Like when I first started and I was just signing up for profiles, you know, but then later on you get more strategic, which I'm sure you, you already know. And you really start to be intentional about, okay, where am I going to invest my time with social media? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like the word investment because it is an investment. <laughs> I often joke, if you're scrolling for fun at the end of the night, that's great. That's on you. But at some point you have to be intentional about investing time into that platform in order to see a return on that investment. Yeah. So given the climate right now, I want to talk about Facebook before we segue into the final few questions. Facebook is, you know, they're getting some heat right now for some of their policies. And I've seen people talking about, you know, quitting Facebook. What are your thoughts about being on Facebook during this time? And is it still powerful? Should we be thinking about other options? There's not really anything that competes with Facebook in in the way that it is. But what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I think it's such a great question. And If you're just starting out, I recommend this for a lot of people who come to me with this question, should I be on Facebook? I would almost recommend another platform. If you're starting from ground zero, there's easier platforms to get started on. 
But if you're already established on Facebook, it's still such a powerful tool, especially with Facebook groups right now. This really works for people who are their business. So a lot of our course creators, we represent our business. So you can go into a Facebook group as yourself. Um, You can also go into a Facebook group as your page now and use that to build connections that way. Social media is, if we're talking about a sales funnel, it's really the top of the funnel. So you you really want to encourage people to connect with you in other ways outside of social media. But it's such a great initial touch point. And so with Facebook and the way things are now, even some ads right now are getting rejected right and left for bizarre reasons. You know, if it's working for you, continue it. But if you haven't started using Facebook yet, I almost want to recommend another platform for you to start with. Yeah, I know a lot of people have uh, an icky feeling about just all of the privacy issues. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember, like you said, I I love the way that you put it, is that people are everywhere. <laughs> there's so mm-hmm. there's so many options and you don't have to feel like you have to be on a particular channel just because it seems like the, that's the popular one. So you have some options. So do you have any final tips that you want to share with people on being more strategic with social media, with course creators? Yeah. So you know, I think that the the main thing to remember is that social media is social. And as business owners, we're constantly looking at the numbers and, and trying to make more money. And so we tend to kind of skew our posts that way. Yeah. And it doesn't really work that way. Like <laughs> I said, if people don't log on hoping to see an ad. I mean, even if they do happen to see your ad, it's really just the entry point into your world. And if you really keep that in mind, and that social media is social, you're there to build connections and network with people, then I think you'll find a lot of value in the tools. If you don't, then it's a slippery slope into just being at another billboard. And those are really hard to convert. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great final tip because at the end of the day, it really comes down to connecting. And I think that that's the roadblock. You know, it's like figuring out how we can just connect and not thinking about selling 24-7. How can you build relationships on this platform? Yep. All right, Andrea. So we're down to the final three questions. First one is easy. What's next for you? Anything exciting coming up? I'm going to be speaking at Alt Summit in March in Palm Springs. So that's the next exciting thing on the docket. But outside of that, I'm just really digging into my community in the Savvy Social School. I love my members in this school. They're they're such great, smart business people. And so that's just where I spend my time. I love it. So where can people find out more about you and your work? The best entry point for me, speaking of sales models, <laughs> would be to sign up for my free course. You can find it by going to onlinedrea.com slash free. And um, that gives you a little taste of what it's like to be in my world. And so I think that's always a really good entry point for folks. And then if you want to follow me on social media, I'm at Online Drea everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Last question. What's your why? Why do you get up and do this work? For me, it's twofold. A part of it is because I love social media. So if I didn't own my own business, I'd probably be looking to work in some sort of agency or be director of marketing of some corporation or something like that. So I I love marketing and social media. Um, But the reason why I continue to run this business that I have 
is because of the freedom and flexibility it allows me. I can work when I want. I can travel when I want. I don't have to ask for time off. I get to choose to work on the projects that I want, which is very important for overall mental health, to be able to work on the things that you choose and not feel like you're trapped into working on something that you don't really like. Those are my two whys is that I just like it and I get to choose to do it every day. Yeah, that's powerful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise about social media and answering my questions as uh, (laughs) someone who has a love-hate relationship and just bringing to light some of the power of social media and the flexibility in, in us feeling like we can be empowered to choose. So thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you for having me. It was great talking with you. Hey, family. Do you know what a conversion rate is and how to improve it? What about best practices for getting subscribers and customers? If you're sitting there scratching your head or you're just curious, well, I've got something for you. Andrea and I recorded a bonus segment where we talked about practical strategies and tactics that you can use to get more subscribers, but also something really important to increase your conversion rate so that you can turn those subscribers into customers. If you want to learn more about that, listen to the bonus segment. And you can do that by heading over to get.zencourses.co slash extra. One more time, get.zencourses.co slash extra. All right, my friends, that is my time. Remember, before you can level up your course, you must first level up your mind. As always, thank you for hanging out with me for another great episode. I do not take it for granted. I am Janelle Allen, and this has been Level Up Your Course. Peace. Peace.